uh, Serbia against Scotland playing for a place at the European Championship I think that team now is a Steve Clark team you're looking to your left you're looking to your right these are the boys that are going to drag you through tough times and there's going to be tough times Thursday night in Belgrade I can assure you of that Lyndon Dykes all the boys are focused and everyone's dying to get out there and just show everyone we can do it as soon as you pull on your country's jersey you'll give everything The Goal Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney Cy Ferry Barry Ferguson and Rob McLean have your say call 0808 17 17 700 Let's go, 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 go. Just over 24 hours to go Serbia against Scotland It's decision night coming Barry, how are you feeling about it? I'm excited about it and I'm, I'm quietly confident that we can go over to Serbia It's going to be a hard game but I'm confident we can get a, a positive result 22 years since we qualified for a major tournament side you were barely born then the last time I remember watching it uh, John Collins scored didn't he Tom Boyd made a you know what of it but um, we'll forgive Boydy for that but I can't wait for the more Haggis, Neeps and Tatties for dinner a wee blow on the bagpipes before the game and, and here we go We've got some music coming up in the show tonight to remind us of great Scottish sporting occasions and let us know what your favourite song over the year is Barry I don't know if we've asked you yet a great Scottish song over the years Sigh as well I've not had a, a think about it, but give me five minutes and I'll let you know. It's got to be bits and pieces, isn't it? Oh, oh that was brilliant, wasn't it? Brilliant. Get out on the right now and I'll rave my head off. It's going to say something else there, sorry. <laughs> but this time last night, Barry, the manager of Kelty Hearts, was up against Peter Head, whose player coach started on the bench, Simon Ferry. Match reporter, <laughs> he was there. You can hear it in the crowds. Socially distanced. Two weeks ago, he was commentating in Aberdeen against Celtic. Last yeah. week, Benfica against Rangers. <laughs> no Match reporter, commentator, the voice of football, Rob McLean. Well, it was the go grudge match we've all been talking about. Ferry versus Fergie. And quite honestly, we'll be talking about this League Cup tie at New Central Park for, well, minutes to come. Uh, we could have just cut to the chase despite goals from Gary Fraser and Jamie Stevenson and gone straight to the penalty shootout. Highlights to that point were Sly clambering off his deathbed and the bench to make a forgettable second half contribution and Barry picking up a yellow card for kicking the ball away in a shameful show of petulance which will surely attract the attention of the compliance officer. Michael Tidzer smacked the crossbar with Kelty's first penalty in the shootout. Hitting the bar was very much in Barry's mind at that point. Peterhead converted all five penalties. Significantly, Ferry didn't take one, blaming a hamstring issue. But the Blue Toon team managed without him. No Barry bonus for Kelty Hearts. A sigh of relief for Peterhead as they picked up the extra point. Ah, there's nothing like a cup classic. And that was nothing like a cup classic. <laughs> Rob said many career highlights that's not one of them indeed is that, indeed, no. is that a low point in your career Rob? that is yeah I've, I've, uh, did you actually go? No. Oh, Theatre of the mind, wasn't that brilliant? Well done, Rob. How was it last night? Yeah, Barry, you were in top for much of the game, but uh, it was Peterhead who came out on top in penalties. Yeah, listen, it was a, a great test for for our boys, Peterhead, um, uh, two leagues above us, and. Um, I thought the vast majority of the game we were the better team if I'm being honest with you but you've got to give Peterhead credit they've obviously been in at half time um, the managers gave them a, a bollocking and they came out and they reacted pretty well um, the first 15 minutes in the second half and once they scored and then they brought Sayo on um, <laughs> What happened then? <laughs> we just equalised um, but no listen it was, it was a good game I, I thought two really good teams 
two teams that try to play football in the, the right manner. Um, and Talk, I, I, talking about the right manner, yeah. what about that yellow card? <laughs> um, <laughs> so what happens? Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a yeah. different version of what he's going to okay. say here. You right, go. On you go. On you go. Tell us about that left foot yeah. half volley. The, re- the ref thought he was at a rave with his whistle. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> he would not stop blowing that whistle all night. And yeah. I think they got he got a free kick against him. The boys rolled to him, <laughs> and he's trying to hit the ref with a, with a half volley. But <laughs> it just landed perfect. Right. <laughs> you either it's a, nat- a, a natural yeah. reaction. You either control it, but it fell perfect for the half volley. So I decided to. Let fly and it just missed the referee. Missed um, but to be fair, the referee he was okay. He came over and listen, that's the law. He's, he's got to book us, but um, yep. there was no malice in it. Can I just say, this is how ruthless he is, right? Uh-huh. No played for five weeks. Ham is tight. I come on after about five minutes. I'm not, he doesn't know that I can hear this, but I heard I him you side, hear and he's saying to the boy that I'm playing, run him, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, says to Bob, I says to Bob, I'm going to say this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I knew you would. I knew you would hear it. Um, but no, listen. It was. I thought it was a good game. It was. If I'm being honest with you, like, two good teams. Yeah, played at a, a high, high tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, and just unfortunately, we, we couldn't get that win. But listen, Peterhead. That's why in League One they've got a lot of good players. Um, you've got a couple missing as well in size. Obviously, no been playing the last five weeks. So it was a. Mm-hmm. It was a great test for us. Um, as I said, so. Just unfortunately, we couldn't get that that uh, three points. Does, do, does that mean you can concentrate in the league now? Yeah, yeah. we can concentrate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Peterhead have got a chance. They've got a great opportunity against St Johnson at the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. We ran them close when they came to our place, and I've got every faith that, that Peterhead can do the same. Say si, you'll be playing. Saturday. Yeah, I think I'll be yep. playing. I think that was a wee uh, introduction by view to looking to start on Saturday. But it's like we say, there's no much. Di- although we are two leagues above um, Kelty, there's not much difference in the players. Mm. And I say that even we went and played Dundee United, and Kelty gave us a harder game than Dundee United. I mean, our boys for some reason the first half sat off Kelty, and if you do that with good players, then they'll hurt you. And Kelty, as Barry rightly said, uh, dominated the, the first half. Uh, and how we went in um, drawn, I'll never know. And then obviously we gave the boys a wee rocket. And uh, when they started getting tight to people and, and as I said, doing the basics of the game instead of doing what they wanted, uh, then you see a wee difference. Uh, and then we get the goal and then our goalie must have dipped his hands in vodka at half time because <laughs> the the shot that, he, that he, he let in the net, I'll never know how he never saved it, but that happens in football. It, it was so. just a pity there was no fans there because mm-hmm. it would have been a great game to watch. I enjoyed yeah. it at the sidelines. I don't know about you. I, th- I didn't I thought, enjoy it as much as you did. But I huh. thought some of the football at times was really good. Yeah, No, no fans? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it sounded like it. <laughs> it I know. Like the quality of football in Scotland is much better. We've been saying it on the show for weeks and weeks. You know, and you're in the, the Lowland League. You've topped it. You haven't come up into you know the senior, the full senior game, and Peterhead just good players and good teams. Yeah, I, I just think some of these players don't get the the opportunity they deserve, mm. um, and they get a bit disillusioned with the game. Um, so uh, look, see in League One and League Two, and, and certainly yeah. our league as well, there's a lot of good players. They just need they need given that opportunity mm. to go and show that they, they can play. Because certainly my team and and size team Peterhead, I mean I can. Pick five, six, seven. It could easily play yep. three levels I'm above. That, I'm in that six. Oh, and seven. You just sneak <laughs> in it. You sneak in. Can I give me shout to my wee boy? Of course. He started. I couldn't believe it. The other night he came running down the stairs. He's like, oh, that Gary Marshall plays good music on. Oh. Go, and I went, you listen to Go Radio. 
So there you go, he's my wee boy's been listening to Go Radio, Frankie and Jude there. They're bang. Thank you, are brilliant. Thank you, I'm hopeless, but thank you. Ah, hardly. Well, on the show, we've got Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson, and uh, commentator Rob McLean. Well done, Rob. That was great fun. Later, we're going to speak to Pat Nev, in fact, in about 10 or 15 minutes' time, and another former Scotland star, Alec McLeish. So, is that so. all we're calling Rob McLean a commentator? So much more than that. And the voice of football. football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mod- Mel Mod- Hello yeah. to Frankie and Jude. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe he's not doing the game tomorrow. I know That's a yeah, disgrace yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll be watching the yeah. game But uh-huh. there'll be no sound on Okay ah, well, He is <laughs> a Simon <laughs> yeah. yeah So the big match This time uh, tomorrow We'll be getting ready for it And Raw will be winding up Towards the match But yeah tonight We'll have Pat Nevin soon Alec McLeish And maybe your calls too 08 08 17 17 700 Or give us your comments On the socials At Go Football Show Or text Go And your message To 874 74 Right let's hear from Andy Robertson The Scotland skipper About the match and about the pressure of course there's going to be you know pressure and there's going to be and everything that builds up to it but it's all about using that to your advantage and you know the lads have played in big games before and they've produced on the, the highest level in the game so you know we're hoping for the same tomorrow we're hoping that we use the pressure and everything that goes along with it in a positive way and I, I believe we will do and you know hopefully that's enough to get the result that we need and what about Serbia Serbia are an excellent team full of quality and they have players that have played at the highest level and are playing at the highest level um, we've obviously played against some that are in the Premier League you know I played against Tadic a couple of weeks ago for Ajax and know all of his qualities so look it's going to be a tough task you know we're going over there and you know they're probably favourites with everything that goes along with that but sometimes that can play into our hands and we've been underdogs before and, and produced good results and hopefully that can happen um, tomorrow night so Rob we know that we know the history 1998 since we were at finals yeah. but this is going to be really tough tomorrow night a litany of stars in their team yeah interesting to find out that of the eight playoff finalists uh, Scotland are the longest odds of all of them mm. which is a little bit of a surprise bearing in mind our, our current results yeah mm. I mean when you look at Serbia you look at a team that, that have three times qualified for World Cups in the time that we haven't qualified for, for anything so and you look at the names you look at Tadic and, and Mitrovic and, and all the rest of them um, but they haven't they've only won once in their last six so you know you put that alongside Scotland's current form and that would give us a little bit of optimism but I don't think there's much doubt that this is a step up in quality isn't it for Scotland from where we've been um, and we have to hit a new high I think in terms of performance uh, if we're going to get this result and we, do, we don't care how it comes around we don't care how brutal the game is to watch as long as Scotland win Yeah I honestly think it'll suit Steve Clark to be total underdogs mm-hmm. You know, I think when his teams are expected to go and win and dominate the game, I think that's where we struggle. You know, you've seen it with Kilmarnock, how many times he ran Celtic and Rangers close. I think Steve Clark will be relishing this game. And I think the way he sets his team up will really suit us. I think Fraser's a massive loss. Mm-hmm. We've seen in the yeah. two games that he played, when you are going to sit in and you want to hit teams on the counter-attack, you need pace. Um, so question mark over who's going to be that player. But for me, Armstrong comes in because I think he's got the ability to do that. He's in not, form. Not Christie. I maybe drop Christy back one. I would put Ryan Jack to right wing back. There you go. There's a big shout for you. Oh. I would put Ryan Jack right wing back. I think he's good defensively. I think when you're playing these top teams, you need guys who are comfortable on the ball to keep the ball, keep possession. I think he'll do that better than Stephen O'Donnell. And I think it gives you the chance to get Armstrong into the team as well, who is flying at the top of the English Premier League. So that's what I would go with tomorrow. Barry, what do you make of that? Ryan Jack at yeah, right wing yeah. back? No. 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 <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't see it. Rob makes a good point. It is a step up in quality. Mm. There, there is no doubt about that. But again, we are we're a team that are high in confidence. We're, we're gradually, every time we've played a game, we've got better and better. 
And I know Andy Robertson makes a point as they've got a lot of players playing in big leagues. So, so have we. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot sure. of good players playing yeah. at top teams and in, in big leagues as well. So we should be getting quietly confident that we can get a result. Look, I know Serbia are going to be favourites. There's no doubt in my mind. But this will suit a Steve Clark team going over there, making it difficult, frustrate them. And then as the game goes on, I can see us getting something out of this mm. game. I can see us winning the game. Right, would you go Armstrong or Christie? Christie. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I watched Armstrong last week against Newcastle. He was he was brilliant. I don't yeah. know if you've seen the game. I watched uh, it. He huh? was he was excellent. Got his goal as well. He yeah. played off the right, didn't he? He was playing inside yeah. a wee bit. He, he was excellent in the game. I mean, it's it's a toss of the coin. But if you're asking my opinion, I would I would go with Christie. I just think o- O'Donnell's not been playing well for another one. Mm. If you look at El Yunus's three goals, he's caught he's it. it twice. You can't you can't afford yeah. to do that tomorrow night. You know, you know, Ryan Jack's played in big games, so is Armstrong. I don't think O'Donnell has to be fair to him. I think he's played in a big game in his career. And that's why for me I would get as many big big game players on the pitch as possible. But Stevie Clapp often goes with the players that haven't let him down in yeah. previous mm. yeah. internationals, you know, yeah. September and October. Yeah, you're right, Paul. I, mean, I was just going to make that point. I, I I, think that Stevie Clark will make as few changes as he possibly yeah. can. He'll stick to the model mm-hmm. that's been working really well for him of late. I think one change that we all reckon he has to take is to re- replace Andy Considine with Kieran Tierney on the left side of the back three. So, so maybe changing another element of that back five would go against the grain for him when he knows what he's going to get from Stephen O'Donnell in that position. I, I'm actually not a to your idea yeah. of Ryan Jack in that right wing back position but do I think that Stevie Clark will do it I don't think so no I can't see him doing it to be, yeah. uh, Rob makes a good I'm just saying if it was me making the decision you're throwing it in yeah I'd put Ryan and Jack why not? I'd, put, I'd start Lee Griffiths but there's another controversial one for you right we'll come back to that <laughs> shortly <'cause laughs> see yeah. in terms of Kieran Tierney he's got to play yeah Kieran yeah. Tierney's got to play he's playing there for yeah. Arsenal yeah. what he's... about Gallagher and McKenna I'll go for Declan Gallagher and McTominay. McTominay. Yeah. So we're all going, mm-hmm. obviously David Marshall and goal, we did this on, on Monday's side because you were getting the COVID test, which all went well. Yeah. The back three, McTominay, Gallagher and Tierney. Do you agree? I'd play McKenna. Are you going to play McKenna? I'm totally different. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's good. You'd, you'd play yeah. McKenna instead of Gallagher? Yeah, I think McKenna's better than there. I think he's quicker as well than Declan Gallagher. Yeah. Uh, wow. No. <laughs> I, I just think Declan Gallagher's done nothing yeah. wrong. I mean, and he's mm. done he's done so much right. Mm. But I think it's a step up in class. I know this is a good thing. Everybody's got different yeah, opinions, opinions yeah. and that's what it's all about. But if you're asking me, I just think Declan Gallagher has been excellent in the games he played. So was Andrew Considine, but Kieran Tierney. Yeah. He, he's playing at the top level. He's been in pressure pressure situations countless times in his career. So that's why he's got to play. All right. I, I just I just yep. think if you're if you're thinking cynically about it as well, right. um, were Scotland were, were Stevie Clark not to play Kieran Tierney and he was to be really loyal to Andy Considine and Scotland weren't to win, he would never hear the end of it. No. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Whereas, whereas you understand, if you play Kieran Tierney, you're playing the Arsenal. Defender, you know, you're playing. You're playing a guy who's operating at yep. such a high level. But also, I could understand if he does decide to stick with Andy Constantine because he, he did do well. Let's be honest, he was very good in that back three with um, Gallagher and, and McTominay. But I think McTominay's a certain starter. I think Declan Gallagher's a certain starter. But the circumstances are so different, though. He's done well at home to Israel and, and teams like that. We're going to wait to Serbia now. This is mm. a step up in class. Yeah. yeah. Guys, need, guy, as I say, guys that have played in big games for me, they play. Up against Mitrovic. Yeah, who's a top quality yeah. centre-back. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I think McKenna would be the best guy. If you're asking me who the best centre-back would be to deal with, Mitrovic would be McKenna. 
Good point. What do you make of size point, Barry, that we're best though when we're underdogs? I think you agree with that. We 100%. prefer to be underdogs. Yeah. 100%. Obviously, when we go in as uh, favourites, it, it doesn't yeah, we happen. Tend, we yeah. tend to struggle in games mm-hmm. when we go in as favourites. When, when did that last yeah. happen? <laughs> well, Rob, you've, you've covered so many yeah. over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Would you agree with? Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I think we, we thrive on being underdogs and I'm and I'm glad this game's away from home as well because mm. like, like Sly was saying right at the top, um, I think this, this suits a Stevie Clark team uh, to set up away from home and just look to pinch a win. There's still yeah. pressure on the guys as well yeah. but I mean, I, I like to get into games feeling that wee bit of pressure yeah. and I think if you ask any of that squad they would feel the same you need that bit of pressure to kick you on that wee bit and make you you go that step further Can I ask um, you a question mm-hmm. see when you were playing with Scotland right and a guy came in that maybe played for a Hibs or a, or a Dundee United and had done well but there was a guy who was playing at a higher level and had played next to you before what, what would you rather played played with a guy who was in form for Scotland or a guy that was playing at a higher level club wise it depended on a, a, a relationship like this a relationship with the, the player yeah. if, he, if he dropped out but See, in international, it sometimes goes with your form. For the international team, yeah. Yep. <laughs> what form you're in. And I think Stevie Clark is a loyal guy. I think he'll look at who was loyal, uh, no, who played well for him in the previous games, who's done their job properly. And I keep looking at Declan Gallagher, and I've got to be honest with you, he never put a foot wrong. No, no. boy. Yep. No. I thought he was excellent. He looked assured. He yep. looked to me, that was his fifth, was it his fifth cap? Mm hmm. I've got total faith in Declan Gallagher I have to yeah. say you know, and being physical enough as well in what you're talking about yeah. to counter Mitrovic What about quick pace? pace yeah wins. I think he's got recovery pace Yeah, right. right. That would be my one concern would be, yeah. the, would, the, would be the pace That's what it's about isn't it to be, What do you course. think at home 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 Barry Ferguson the former Scotland captain Cy Ferry <laughs> I knew you were going to say something at this point The former yeah. what captain? I know you're still playing <laughs> Captain hey, Birdseye yeah. What we would give to be playing football <laughs> He looks fit last night I, Well I asked him before you I mean, how did he play? How did he play? How did he play? No, well, he's been out, he's been out for five. Right, you gave the ball. You gave the ball away once. Yeah, that was a bad one. I'll tell you, we'll find out more. Okay, we'll Do you know why I gave that. it away? Because I was nervous he was on the side. There you go. Well, you did that was a bad time. Coming up next, Pat Nevin. <laughs> the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson. Pat Nevin joining us in a moment. Rob McLean, Cy Ferry. Remember this one, guys, from uh, 98. Yes. Remember the last time we were there. I remember the opening match. Rob, you were there too. I said, oh, yeah. France. It was amazing, wasn't oh, it? Yeah. Brazil yeah. against Scotland. Oh, what a moment. Here's in the back of the neck still. Absolutely. Still got some there. <laughs> <laughs> He's brushing it up. Who scored, yeah. for, who scored for Brazil? Um, yeah. Our next guest will tell us. Yeah, it was yeah. it was it was one of their lesser lights, to be honest. That was, was uh, Big Ronaldo played in that game, but Colin Hendry There's, had him. Colin yeah. Hendry had him in his yeah. back pocket. There is a player. Colin Hendry. No, no. no. <laughs> no the, the old, the the, old Ronaldo. The old, oh, what yeah. a player he yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. What a player. He put a few pounds up, but what a player at his best, wasn't he? Oh, He's phenomenal. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I'm yeah. lucky enough to play against him. Um, pheno- uh, phenomenal footballer. Who was he then? Listen, yeah. Pat's going to know the answer to question, isn't he? He had him at PSV Eindhoven. Did you, right? As a young boy, he said he'd never seen anything like it when he was 16, 17. Wow. Well, a man who hasn't put on any pounds. Pat, you're joining Glasgow's new conversation on Go Radio. Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean. Pat, thanks for joining us. Ah, good to be in everyone's company. Barry, good to hear from you. Cy, good to hear from you as well. All right, Patrice. Yeah. Ah, good to get. I was listening to Cy's... Um, oh, the open goal. Oh, well, Barry Ferguson, it was brilliant. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Ah. No, no, sorry. 
Lee Griffiths oh, that's on Barry Lee Griffiths one it was brilliant anyway carry on oh, have you know very what, much you know, Pat yeah. have you not watched my one Pat with no have you have you're struggling to sleep at night Pat watch Barry's one uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Pat will need to get got, you on it I'm sure he's yeah. just trying to get me back for last night's comment uh-huh. <laughs> Pat these two were playing against each other as you know Barry is the manager of Kelty Hearts and Cy player coach of Peterhead so they played each other last night in the Betfred Cup and narrowly on penalties Peterhead are through but we've been through that in the first 10 minutes of the programme Pat how are you feeling how excited are you for the match tomorrow night do you know what? I'm a lot more excited now than I would have been about four or five months ago, you know, before uh, Scotland got a little bit better. You know, A results, but B performances improved as well. And then, you know, with Serbia, I just thought we were massive outsiders. But typical of us, all of us, the closer you get, the more you think, yeah, we can do this one. I <laughs> think we can get this one. And although we are still outsiders, honestly, I've really got a feeling that... It's going to be really, really close. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, there's more penalties tomorrow, guys. But, but I don't know if you were listening just just bef- uh, before you came on. We were getting involved in some football trivia, going back to World Cup '98, of course. Can you do you do you know the answer to that question? Who scored the goal for Brazil in France against um, Scotland? Well, first of all. Much to my embarrassment, I was actually at the game as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't remember yeah. either. No, well, I, I know Tom, Tom Boyd scored an OG. I remember that yeah, one. But uh, it, um, you just playing for time here? It, it wasn't Babeto, was it? it? You're right, it wasn't Babeto. Are you going to go through all the team that wasn't? It was Cesar, well, okay. Cesar Sampaio who scored the goal. Never um, heard him. And I think uh, 25 points out of 10, if you get that one right, to be honest. Wow. Can I be honest? I was at the match. Yes. I don't remember. No, <laughs> no, no I'm sorry. No. But Pat, so you reckon we were saying that beforehand, sometimes we're better as underdogs, which we are tomorrow, because Serbia have such a great names in their team. They've been off form the last, you know, month or so, whereas we have come onto a game under Stevie Clark. Yeah, I think we're all getting a bit excited as well on top of that when we thought there was going to be about seven players missing, but um looks like there's only going to be a couple of them missing. But yeah, I think we know what we're doing now. I mean we've got a system being organised, everybody's kinda of absolutely bought into it. Uh, with Clarkie and do you know the great thing is I bet we have everybody's having this conversation I wonder where the team will be I wonder who <laughs> we shall play and that was just me I wonder if we've got a team <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's the difference now we've actually got a bunch of serious choices we can actually make just now and that gives you a lot of you know a big lift as well because players like you know Armstrong scoring just the other day there as well getting Tierney available Robertson you name it and Maybe more than anyone else, big London Dykes up front. What a find he's been by the way. Yeah, mm. right. Come on in, Paul. What's, what's your what's your team? God, that's hard. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know, I, I, I want to. I was trying to fit McTominay in the midfield because I, I want him in there because it's looking all right at the back because we can put Kieran Tierney with left centre back. You know, and we've got two or three centre backs that they can make. Liam Cooper's there, and look, we're all right there. Yeah. But I, I was wanting Ryan Christie in the team as well. I want Armstrong in the team. John McGinn is number one A starter. Um, but I, I mean, I, the thing is, there's, there's all sorts of options. I, said, I just wonder about the likes of Lee Griffiths. Do we, is, if he's still fat, you know, do we bring him on as a sub? Is that the best call to do with Lee? And I think it might be. And I mean, you know Stevie Clark really well. Um, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to stick as close to what he's been doing in the build-up to this. He's not going to make massive changes, you know, that, that, which is probably why I think he's going to continue with McTominay as right side of a back three. Do you, do you not think so? Yeah, it works that way for him because you know that thing to do where, you know, it's kind of three at the back, well, basically five at the back, but when we get possession, 
it suddenly becomes like um, McTominay just goes and plays right back and that allows O'Donnell or whoever's going to be in front maybe Palmer just flies on at that point in time so it's kind of worked for us really well there's a bit of an understanding kind of growing there as well so no, Clark he, he won't change the system definitely won't change that um, personnel at the back he, he tries to keep it as tight as possible and you're right I do know Clark well in fact I've seen him laugh Really? Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> is, he a good laugh? is he a good laugh, Pat, Steve Clark? Yeah. You know, he, he's typical. I was talking to somebody the other day from England because they don't understand these things, right? Like, we like doer people. Like, all my best mates are really doer, right? All the guys that I know, like Brian McClare and Clarky. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear, they're all Scottish. And, but the thing is, and Kenny, well, he's not my best mate, like, but I know Kenny. And we all come across as dear, but you know what it's like when you're in their company. Yeah. A different class. Mm. You can have a right good laugh, and class is just the same. It's just a Disney kind of show all the time. But yeah, he's, he's bigger than that. Everybody's got his respect at the moment. I think that's the big thing. They've all got into it. They all believe in it. And again, somebody was asking me the other day, well, why has he got that respect? And I said, well, well, for a kickoff, have a look at his career. He wasn't bad. I mean, I played with him for a long time for, wait for this one, Scotland, Chelsea, and England. That's right. You did. You did. England. Pat did confess that last time he was on the show that you played. You played for an English English league select, and you to you to wear the three lions, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Honestly, it's not the most embarrassing moment of my career. It's pretty damn close, but it's not. Um, (laughs) But but the thing is, I knew him as a player, and he was always, always reliable. But he didn't speak all the time. He didn't chat on all the time. He wasn't the life and soul addressing. But you know when he spoke, everyone shot up and listened. I've heard and he's like that as a manager as well, Pat. But you just need to look yeah. at the, the clubs that he's coached and managed. Yeah. And, I mean, the, and the guys he's worked alongside. Yep. And see any guys that I've I've spoke to that's been under his management, they they talk so, so highly of him. They, they love him, he's so organised and that's the way his team's playing. Do you know what? He knows how to get results. You're not going to be with Mourinho for that length of time no. at Chelsea unless no. you know the game inside out and have something to contribute. No, definitely. He obviously, he's a top coach. He was at Liverpool as well, Liverpool, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I think yeah. it was at Brent, uh, Kenny Douglas took him as his yeah. assistant manager yeah. as well, mm-hmm. which speaks volumes of him. Yeah. What, um, what kind of player was he, Pat? Was he tough? Do you know what? I try to explain to people. He, he, was, uh, he played right back behind me for about three or four years at Chelsea. Um, and to be honest, Rampaging, overlapping, you're underlapping, you're really always making movement for you, but intelligent movement. Didn't go when it wasn't on, sort of thing. But it, as the years went by at Chelsea, he moved him into centre half, right centre back of a three, played in midfield quite a bit. Absolutely, just walked into all those positions and it was exactly the same in every single one of them. And that was the thing about him at the very top level. He could just cruise around, and, and I remember playing quite comfortably at left back as well. So he's one of them guys that, yeah, we need a job, but. You know, we need to fill that gap and it's not just a gap for he'll do a right good job there so he was intelligent player good passing player not a lot of fills you know he wouldn't, he wouldn't put that in and he wouldn't like that anyway but did he do the right thing absolutely and the thing is fast but hard tackler you didn't you remembered when you were tackled by uh, Clarkie and he certainly kept that in his locker did you always see him being a manager when he was a player uh, I'm I'm terrible at gauging who's going to be manager, <laughs> to be honest. Some of the guys that are going on to be manager, and I'm going, what? I mean, Stevie Nichol, really? Mo, Mo Johnson, what? You joking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at that. So, but if you proceed of all the people that were there, maybe Clarkie, the guys that I worked with in the early days at Chelsea, I would say Clarkie was the one that was the most obvious that would become a coach. I don't know about manager, because 
you know, a huge personality. Wasn't he shining through with a big yeah. group of people? But definitely a coach, 100% a coach. He's one of the few that were an assistant manager for so long and then he was manager in his own right at West, West Brom. Brom. West yeah, Brom. And, he, and he was ditched at West Brom under the most bizarre of circumstances because yeah. I think they were about ninth, ninth in the league yeah, at the time. Great success. Yeah, great Yeah. I mean, I talked to him about that. I was at his uh, 50th uh, party. He had this typical clocky, right? You know he's dead down to earth, right? Yeah. He's just dead down just like the rest of the for Easter House. The whole thing, right? And then he has it at that place that Trump owns now, you know, down at, um, in Ayrshire. Uh, yeah. 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 And I'm thinking, come on, Clarky, that's not you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the people are there, like Doug Leash, you know, the rest of that, I'm thinking, yeah. seriously, Clarky? Yeah. But he was saying it then, and that's not that long ago, he was saying he wasn't sure he was going to really get back into it because, you know, and you had done a good job at West Brom. And he said, that wasn't acceptable that he was dumped from that. Um, and I've probably told you last time as well, I tried to get him in at Hibs. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that looked pretty close but when he went to Kelly I, I was slightly surprised I was delighted because I got a lot of good feelings about Kelly because my time there yeah. but the job he's done there is exactly the job that Scotland needed mm. you know somebody get an underdog team make everybody work as a unit and perform to the maximum of their ability and he's doing exactly the same with Scotland you can't ask anymore sorry Paul can I ask Pat something Pat Jink he's got to, to change that in the long term go more attacking with his teams or, or will it always be a defensive approach no, he'll adapt to John Games. No, he definitely will, because he used to. Um, he, he, I talked to him the stories about what Mourinho used to do, and as you say, he's learned a lot off Mourinho, and he knows not to panic into you know get pushed. He won't get pushed to the media or anything. He'll just do what he wants to do, right? Number one. But when it push comes to shove, he will make the big change. He will make the ad- adaptations, and he won't even be particularly slow about it if he believes his team's capable. He told me once, once about Mourinho. It was a game at uh, Newcastle. Uh, it was Chelsea playing in Newcastle and uh, he was trying to Mourinho and we were having a stinker and beat it you know, at half-time. Mourinho made three changes, all his changes. And Clark is going, what are you doing that for? Like, mm. <laughs> somebody gets injured, just stuffed. Anyway, I think it was Hasselbank or somebody gets injured about a minute into the second half and they get beat. And he said to Mourinho, well, you got that wrong. He goes, no, I didn't. Because I've done this. And he told him how many times, 27 times in his career and that's the first time it's not worked. So it's still the right decision. Remember, Clark is saying you need to be ready to make the big ones at the big moments. So he's going. I think he'll be asked to make some big ones tomorrow. So will it be more attack-minded? Yeah, but it'll be the second half. <laughs> <laughs> will he take us through? Do you think, Pat? Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I just, he's given us the best chance we've had in here. You know, really. And you know, I look at the squad now. And I, you know, I thought I, I, to be honest, I thought Strachan as good as you could possibly do with the people that had available, but. You're looking at the people he's brought on and, and the, the confidence that he's grown with that group now. Uh, and it's kind of it's good that he's got guys that are coming in amazing form with John McGinn, you know, having these guys. But uh, there was times when you feared Scotland getting into some games. We, we, we've all been through that. We've watched them over the years. And there's times you've felt with no chance. I don't think that now. I think we've got a very good chance. But I'll be honest with you, I'd say it's 49 51 against. But that's pretty good, given, given that we're away from home at Serbia. You love your music, Pat. You used to see you around, uh, yeah, the bars in Glasgow. He's still, you went from still, yeah. still spinning the discs at times, I think. You'll be pals with Ricky. Yeah. So, Pat Nevin, thanks for joining us on the Go Radio Football Show. Great to hear you, Pat. And let's hope uh, we play with dignity and get the win tomorrow night. Thank you, Pat. See you guys. Cheers, All the best. Thank you. Thanks very much, Pat Nevin, former Chelsea, Everton, and Scotland star. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! 
So we're looking forward, counting down to the big match tomorrow night in Belgrade, Serbia against Scotland. It's that qualifier, the final for the Euro 2020 playoff final. Obviously to be played in 2021. We're just hoping we're going to be there, Si. Can I just say, you, you've yeah. got a better pattern, Evan, about yeah? Is it In what way? I yeah. don't you just look like him a wee bit. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> I wish I could have played like him. Was he, yeah. was he brought Barry? He was just saying that he was brilliant. He was a great player. Pat's, See the day. Uh, yeah. Pat's taller than Paul. Ah. <laughs> Harsh but cruel. <laughs> not, not, not with the stilettos on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the day he signed from Clyde for uh, Chelsea? Yeah. It was 90 grand and this Clyde manager phoned me and it was Craig Brown and he was almost in tears he said we've sold this guy to Chelsea for a song I, I hope they've given him a good deal it's not enough money 90 grand he'll have some career and he did wow yeah. Barry's got 90 grand in the Astrid you young man <laughs> <laughs> how are the preparations going the team are flying out about now for Belgrade no, I think training's been good as always very focused understand the, the task in hand but for us it's, it's, it's business as usual you know we, it's a game of football we know it's a it's a game that we can only win or lose. We know the the magnitude of the prize at the end of it, but ultimately we have to rely on the the principles and the the way that we've been playing in recent matches. So that's that's how we that's how we look at the fixture. He's always level-headed, Barry. Yeah, I, I like him, and listen, I trust him as a manager, and I, I trust the the group of players that he's he's brought together. And you can, you see that in the results. You see the difference. It was a slow start, let's be honest, mm. and a lot of people were saying, oh, it's no great to watch, but do you know what? Stevie Clark knows how to get results. And I think that, that, that chat with Pat Nevin, just, it just reminds us and it underlines what a CV Stevie Clark mm. has in terms of club management and all the guys he's worked alongside, and he's maybe taken a little bit of knowledge from, from all of them, and he's now putting it all together as a manager. Great job at Kilmarnock. Um, great job with Scotland you know I think we were all doubting him uh, along the way some of those performances some of those results mm. uh, but it's all but it's all coming through in time for the big one tomorrow night I think he's a great organiser isn't he mm-hmm. I think football now off the ball is so important it's so important that you're, you're good off the ball you've seen Celtic in the last while you know Motherwell very good off the ball they get a result again Sparta Prague terrible off the ball they get beat and I think Stevie Clark has got that my one worry again as I've said before is I don't want to see this all the time for this Scotland team because I think we're I think we're good enough to be better than that. I think in the long run we're good enough to go and dominate games with the ball. Uh, and my worry again would be tomorrow night if we lost a goal early. Have we got that system? Have we got the players in place? Have we, we played that way to go and get a, go and chase a game? Mm. We've not seen that yet. That'd be my one worry if we lost a goal early. Have we got it in us to go and play a way that we need to go and score a and goal? Do you think we have? You asked Pat Nevin, who knows but, him so well. Pat said he can't change it. I think he's got it in his locker to go and change it. He, right. he, he yeah. proved that at, at Kilmarnock at yep. times. Um, they came third, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they came third, but when they come up against Celtic and Rangers, the, the, the top teams, um, they get a goal against them early. And he, he tries to stay in the game as long as possible. Yeah. Then it comes in a stage in the game that he'll go and change it and go for it. Um, but you can tell with Stevie Clark's teams, they're well drilled. Mm. They know their job inside out, individually and collectively. They know what they're doing. See, if you've got that and you've got guys that want to play for you, you've always got half a chance in a game. Yep. If you're well set up and you've got guys that want to play for the manager, then you've always got a chance. And, then, and what Scotland have got on the other side is the quality to go and, to go and score a goal. See, see what I said, side on the night? See, when he's naming a squad, everybody's turning up. Yeah, yeah. I know Ryan Fraser's out injured in, in Hanley, but mm. the vast majority of times you always see maybe five, six, seven players pulling. 
Mm-hmm. No, now he's created a kind of club atmosphere, and you've got to give him huge credit for that. Do you know what we're going to do? Just after six, we're going to speak to the former Scotland manager, Alec McLeish. And Alec, what a player for Scotland. Had a tough time there when he was managing the team. He was in charge when we started this campaign, and hopefully we can finish it with success tomorrow night. But it's great that Alec's coming on just after six, Rob. Yeah, and of course, he was the manager when we last got to within a game of getting to a finals. That was yep. 2007, wasn't it? it was um, against, against Italy that November dod- 2007. Yeah, the, 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 the dodgy free kick. Yep. Uh, one by Panucci. Yep. Panucci took a dive. Uh, they scored from the free kick. And and that was it and, and that, I mean the, the memory is still Barry isn't yep. it so agonising yeah because we come up against a top team Rob and uh, I mean you were at the game yeah um, it, we, we dominated the game I mm. thought we were excellent that's mm. probably the best performance um, under Alec McLeish and just to get that free kick at the end I couldn't believe my eyes it was Hutton uh, wasn't it in the corner yeah Hutton yeah yeah yep. and it was again Panucci yeah mm-hmm. the right back mm-hmm. um, but never a free kick and see after that game in that dressing room the guy sat for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Right, Barry, tell us a bit more. He'll be with us in about 20 minutes, right? With Alec McLeish, is going to join us because that night we, we should have gone through. We were so close. We're going to turn to Barry. We didn't speak to you. Sorry, Barry, Sai on Monday night because you were getting the COVID test at the weekend. Another win for Rangers, hammering Hamilton Ackies. Yeah. Celtic getting a win at Motherwell. So Stefan's on the line, a Rangers fan. He wants to talk about Rangers. Stefan, good evening. Good evening, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Stefan. You? Oh, I'm doing well, doing well. Stefan's been on before, isn't he? I recognise the accent. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gorgeous. Have you, Stefan? Yeah. Uh, not so bad, not so bad. Okay. Uh, no, just a big question here. Yeah, on you go. Uh, well, talking to a lot, a lot of lads, uh, they often give me stick about sporting Rangers and uh, they'll say, apart from Rangers and Celtic, the rest of Scotland's a pub league. They're obviously mostly English fans, like so arrogance. But uh, what do you think about these new... Uh, or the new UEFA coefficient points, do you know, the fact that we're going to get an extra Champions League place, an extra uh, Europa League place, hopefully. Uh, do you think that, in turn, will like raise the whole level of the Scottish game, help out Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, teams like that, um, and then, in turn, help the whole league? Or do you think it's not really going to make much of a difference? Well, Rob, it's good news, isn't it, with five places and Barry, uh, two in the Champions League? Yeah, listen, that, that was great news. And I've always maintained that if you're champions of your country... I believe that you've got to go straight into the group stages. I can't believe the champions of Scotland have to go and play now. Back when I was playing, it was three qualifiers. It started at two, mm. it went three, and now it's four qualifiers, which I think's a disgrace. Um, but in terms of getting more Champions League places, I think it might entice players, if both Rangers and Celtic and even Hibs and Hearts um, getting into Europa League, it might entice better players to come up yeah. and play in Scotland. Yeah, I think you're getting a better standard of player, I really do. As we say, we look at Aberdeen's squad and, and Hibs' squad. I think Motherwell were close to getting the group stages as well this year. Yeah. Aberdeen were close as yeah. well. And, and I always say, I think it's good up here just now. I mm-hmm. really do. I think you've seen that with Shane Duffy's performances. He's came up here and he's probably thought he would stroll it. It, it, it is not easy. There's good players up here. And I think the league's going from strength to strength. I think when you see guys like Steven Gerrard, Brendan Rodgers was here, a top-class manager was willing to come up here. I think the game's in a really good place right now. But you, Stefan makes a good point. I mean, it, it does need more than just Rangers and Celtic yeah. to yeah. do it. But, yeah. but I mean, you, you look at Aberdeen this season, the, they, they played really well. They, they lacked cutting edge on the night in Lisbon against Sporting. Mm. Uh, they went down 1-0. 
Now Sporting Last time I looked Were top of the Portuguese league mm-hmm. So that's what they were, they were up against And despite all the sort of Covid chat before the game Their team wasn't really Too far away from being it, Full strength so, so Aberdeen weren't far away From competing with the best team In Portugal You know, And that's what Scotland needs It needs Aberdeen Hibs and Hearts And whoever else To pitch in Pick up points Coefficient points And back up Back up Rangers and Celtic Who for so long Have been doing it all on their own Yeah when you're in the qualifiers You, you need a bit of luck as well with the draw with the draw yeah. You, you, yeah. I mean, you, you talk about Sport and Lisbon I think Sport and Lisbon Champions League yeah. Yeah. If, yeah if they're in the Europa League they've got a real possibility mm. of maybe winning that so like Aberdeen they would have wanted a a better draw um, but listen I, I think in time if we are getting the two Champions League places and we're getting another is it two or three Europa League I think two Europa two. plus one in the new conference. Oh, that's yeah. the new conference yeah. one. I don't understand that one, no, so you need to get through, Rob. Um, but listen, I think it can entice better players to come in. But I, I'm with Sai. I, I look in general terms, I think the last year or two, the quality has come up a level. Yeah. And it's only good for the game. Yeah, and the standard the coaches got better outside mm-hmm. the Celtic and Rangers. You know, you look at guys like Jack Ross and Stephen Robbins, for me, yeah. are top coaches. And that can only help the game as well. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a coach now, Scotland's a great place to come and learn your trade. Stefan, that's a great point, isn't it? With Brendan Rodgers when he came to Celtic, Stephen Gerrard at Rangers, it does heighten the awareness and the PR around Scottish football and more people are talking about it. Oh, I yeah. You think it's... Uh, but, but not enough, I think, is the problem. What about Rangers? Are you a Rangers fan, Stefan? Are you confident about this season? Clearly, so far, so good. Oh, I absolutely, yeah, but uh, just think we need to keep a level head. Last year, we got a bit ahead of ourselves, um, so just staying focused, you know. Everyone is so far, aren't they? Yeah, for sure. Oh, Rangers, are flying. Away. Yep. Rangers are flying. I said yep. it last week, it's going to take a hell of performance domestically to beat Rangers. They're just in such a good place right now. We spoke about how good they are going forward, but off the ball, I mean, I don't think Hamilton even got to their half. Rangers are just on them all the time. That's where they've really improved for me this year. Um, Aberdeen in two weeks will be the big test because Aberdeen as we said they're in a good place I, I it's a don't different think it'll test and Cosgrove will give they two a, a right good game nah? I don't think it'll be a contest I think Rangers in a real good place but next year in terms of when you get to February March that's the business end of the season that's when Rangers need to start producing so I think they'll be fine I don't think uh, they'll get tested I think they'll be far too yeah. strong for Aberdeen yeah, yeah. That, I mean that's a scary league table when you when you look at those premiership placings and you look at all the statistics um, we spoke about this on Monday you were dropped out of the team on Monday I know but, but we did speak <laughs> about this the standards were ups considerably but, but I mean they're, they're nine points in front yes Celtic have got two games in hand uh, 20 games unbeaten um, the goal difference I mean, it's scary. 34 is the goal difference, and we're just in early November. So, how many clean sheets is in it? It's 16 out of 20. To do that in any league is, is unbelievable. But you, yeah. you make a good point. I think it was last week, Si. It starts for the front. Mm. See the work rate of the, the front three, then that falls back into the midfield three. I thought that the was mid- your point. That's the difference. <laughs> see that six in front of that back four and the goalkeeper. Yep. The amount of work. That these six guys go through is unbelievable, and so many guys are now playing at the top of their mm. game. See, like Ryan Kent against Hamilton on Sunday, he was coming back to some sort of form. See, the previous four games, Ryan Kent wasn't great going forward, but see the dirty side of the game, he does it brilliantly. That's it, it's taking away your own personal 
game and, and, and pride to go and do it for the team and I, I don't think they've had that over the last few years you know you think of Morelos he was very much a penalty box striker and now you see him dropping deep um, taking something away from his own game but to make the team better and, and ultimately it's proven proven to be working because these stats are incredible for Rangers defensively and Rob you hear Stefan there saying as, as uh, Stephen Gerrard is just wait and see Take your time. Nobody's getting carried away. Yeah. yeah, because everybody of a Rangers persuasion is going to be worried about the turn of the year. No, there's not yeah. a winter break this time around, but but it will bring back memories of what's happened in the last two seasons. They still have it all to prove to themselves apart from anything else, but but they are in a really good place. Yeah, they're coming out. The manager's coming out doing interviews perfectly, bang on the button, and so is the players. They, they ain't getting carried away. I think they're just doing the, the right thing. They're taking one game at a time as I said, the way they're playing, um, I mean, that game on Sunday, I say, that, that, that could have been any score. Mm. That, that could have been 15. Easy. So, things are things are good, but we need to wait till we get to the business end of the season. There's still a long way to go. And I, I honestly still believe that Celtic are going to come back strong. You've seen signs of Celtic on Sunday, the first 45 minutes against Monroe. I thought yeah. they were really good. I think he makes good decisions as well, Jenna. See, it brings Zunga on at half-time in that sort yeah. of game. Straight away, he's confident. He was on there, he was pinging balls about. He's in at the system straight away. He knows how it works in a, in a game like that. And he looks like another great addition. You know, He looks like a guy that can come in and be a starter, Zunga. Mm. And that's what Rangers have now got. 15, 16 guys could all start, which last year you, could, you couldn't have picked. You couldn't uh, have picked see the 13. difference as well, Si. See, when he makes four or five changes, it, it, it Seamless, doesn't... Yeah. Aye, they just fit straight in, mm. which is good. See, before the manager never had that if he made one or two changes the team would suffer now they're not suffering because the quality player in the squad is a lot higher yeah one worry would be if something happened to Devernier wouldn't you because again yeah. against Hamlin it baffles me that teams didn't try and stop Devernier and Barisic crossing the bone in the box mm. I know it's not as easy as it sounds but if I'm playing Rangers tomorrow my one instruction to my players are to stop Tavernier and Barisic crossing the ball mm-hmm. the quality of the, I mean you've got six or seven guys in the box just waiting to head the ball in but, but if you put players there they're going to hurt you somewhere, somewhere else, else aren't they? that's your yeah. problem isn't yeah. it yeah. Yeah. that's what they've got just now you know everyone's everyone's a threat going forward Stefan a good call thanks for joining us Lovely, cheers. Thanks cheers. very much. Thanks All very best. much. Yeah, it, there's a PR job to be done, Rob, isn't there? So that people see more of Scottish football. And one of the problems has been too many of the teams who get into the UEFA League go out too early. So they know that Celtic Rangers in up until maybe Christmas time normally or the beginning of the next year, but the Motherwells or the Aberdeens or Hibs or whoever yeah. disappear far too or Kilmarnock, yeah. it's far too early. Yeah, and, yeah, and when, when you look at the league at the moment, you know, yes, Rangers are flying, but down below that, you've, you've got, I mean, you, that Aberdeen-Hibs game last Friday night, they both... One had the chance to go level with Celtic. One had the chance. Hibs had the chance to go above mm. Celtic. You know, so so it, it shows that it can be done. There can be other teams who can be successful in Scotland apart from the the top two, and that goes into European football as well. Do you know we're going to hear from you on that, and we're going to hear from a European winner then, Rob, just after six o'clock with a European Cup winners cup medal. You commentated on the match in Gothenburg. Yep. Yeah, big, what big what egg. Yeah. What match is he? What match is he? No comment. Exactly. When was Gothenburg? He's a legend. Sixty-three. Eighty-three. Eighty-three. <laughs> I was wearing school uniform. <laughs> That's all coming next. <laughs> the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Let me tell you that I love you. Oh. But I think about you all, all the time. Come on. Here we go, guys. <laughs> Caledonia, you call it me. Now I'm calling home. But if I should become a stranger, know that it would make me more than sad. I need a bit of upbeat. Oh. Uh, can we not get that, like the fast version now, Frankie Miller? <laughs> we'll do it later. Right. 
Enjoying that is a man who played 77 times for Scotland, former manager of Scotland, Rangers, so many teams. We're delighted he's joining us now in the programme with Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, Rob McLean and me, Paul Cooney. Good evening and welcome to Go Radio, Alec McLeish. Hi, Paul. Hi, guys. All right, Alec. Alec. How are you? Were you singing along? There was some nice singing there, yes. Uh, it was indeed a lovely song, though. Uh, no, you love your music as well, Alec, at many of the concerts over the years. And uh, let's hope we're singing this time tomorrow as we you know, head for the match Serbia against Scotland. Barry, great to hear from your former boss. As yeah. I speak to him regular, so it's nice to hear him and hear his thoughts on what he thinks is going to happen uh, tomorrow night. How are you doing, Gaffer, all right? Yes, Barry, great to hear your voice. Um, yeah, we... Listen, we're, we're in a good moment in terms of, um, you know, not losing in eight games. And and I, I feel the players are playing, uh, even with their clubs, with, with great confidence in, in recent games that we've seen them. And um, augurs well. But, listen, going to Serbia, it's not exactly an easy one. And especially with the Serbians who always seem to have a cause, you know, they... they, they Alec Ferguson used to use that one in the dressing room all the time. He says you've got to go there with a cause, and I think that's what the Serbians have. But I would say we we're in really good confidence at the moment. Alec, for the the lineup, we've been talking about it here. The thing is, he's got a settled system. It was tough at the beginning, but he's got that system. And uh, no matter who comes in or out, he knows how he's going to play, and he's brought people round to that way of thinking. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, made us really hard to beat. And, and uh, you know, that that is yeah, probably one of the the things that we've been striving for for a few years um, because we have um, seemed to let the sucker go going quite easy. And um, that is something that we in, in the past few games that I've seen. You know, the Czech Republic games, for instance. I know they had a wee bit of possession in our box and some near things, but. He would we deserve that lot because um, we we haven't looked like conceding as as we have done in the past at times. And when you look at the the team these days, Alec, I mean, you look at the. I was just talking about this last night. The names in brackets after the names, uh, after the the players, you've got Man United and Arsenal and Liverpool, and Aston Villa and Southampton. Some some really top top teams. Plus, of course, Rangers and Celtic up here. Yeah. So, um, when when you look at the the clubs that are represented in that in that Scotland team, uh, that gives you a bit of confidence as well, doesn't it? Rob, I just done a, an interview with Sky an hour ago, and I said exactly that, and. These guys are all playing well with their clubs. They, you know, there is a, a fair sprinkling in the Premier League now in England. Um, you know, we, we go back over the years and, and you think of the Anglo's, you know, Kenny Dalglish, the Liverpool guys, and you know, Gordon, guys like Gordon McQueen, Man United. There, yeah. there was so many from England, and now there's a lot of Scots players that are making, the, you know, their way and their progress in the English Premier League. And, and some of them still very young and, and, and still got more experience to find. But with every game they play at the high level, they're, le- they're learning all the time and they're getting better all the time. Has Kieran Tierney got to play, do you think, tomorrow night? Is that one? I mean, one would imagine that Stevie Clark will make as few changes as possible to, to the model that he's perfected over the last few games. But would, would Kieran Tierney be cu- coming in on the, on the left side of a back three? Would that be, would that be one change you would make? I think it would be hard to leave Tierney out, you know, given uh, the level he's at. Um, yeah, I guess that maybe 
you know, the other centre-backs are, have more experience in the position. But Tierney has taken to it very well down at Arsenal there. And as, as long as um, it, it doesn't go overlapping Andy Robertson and Andy Robertson underlapping him like we did at Hamden that night against um, <laughs> Albanians. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, Steve will... Whoever he puts in there, there'll be a, a, a certain discipline, and you know they won't they won't be going um, hell for hell in in terms of the uh, way that they go forward. I'm sure uh, there will be a, a bit of caution, but at the same time, you know, at some stage we have to go and win the game. Alex, how highly do you rate uh, John McGinn? Aston Villa, a club you know well, you managed, and he has just improved year after year. That's uh, you know what I said there. It's it's the improvement at the higher level. The more you play at that level, the more you start to find answers. The the more your confidence gets enhanced, and and John has has been in great confidence. You see, again at the weekend, he scored a goal in the first minute, disallowed, but his contribution again. To the, they they love him down there. They absolutely adore him down in uh, Birmingham. Uh, Ashton Villa fans. And uh, John has become a big, big player for Scotland as well, considering the goals tally over the past few games. Alec, we, we, we would never have thought in '98 that 22 years later we're, we were still going to be hoping and praying for, for qualification. We wouldn't have thought in 2007, uh, when your team was a, a game away from making it, we would never have thought that, that we would still be scraping around in year 2020 trying to do it. Those are painful memories, aren't they, of, of that dodgy free kick and that, that late goal for Italy? Incredible um, that, that we haven't been there for so many years. And I'm sure the world will love the Scotland fans or certainly the, the Euros, the people in the Euros. I know that they're going to different venues if we make, make it, but... Then there comes the World Cup, and we deserve to see the Scotland fans at, at, at these big tournaments. But you're, you're absolutely right; it's um, you know been years and years since since we've done it. Why have we not done it? You know, I think there's been there's been certain reasons. You know, the the, the Bosman era was was a wee bit of a setback for small countries. I felt, but anyway, here we are. We we one of the most fantastic chances, albeit in a in a very tough game against the Serbians in their own territory so it's um, you know there's no doubt it's a tough one just that, and, uh, just I'd, that. I'd like to hear I'd like what is Barry saying yeah, well, yeah. well I was just going to I was just going to say <laughs> that my head's down and I was just thinking about it that, that memory of, memories of 2007 have brought tears to your eyes Barry yeah look I mean that, that time the team that we had and the way that uh, the gaffer set us up we were similar gaffer weren't we we were hard to beat but we had decent players when we, we got the ball we, we, we could play the game but that night that was that was disappointing I thought we were the better team on the night and after the, the game we, we yep. pummeled them and, and uh, you know you, you put Pirlo in the boys gate you know I, I was thinking <laughs> watch, watching it I'm saying that guy Pirlo he must be at the end of his career you know he was on his place <laughs> for about another 15 years <laughs> Maldini was amazing but Barry that night yeah, yeah, look. Is that one of your best performances, Barry, for Scotland? No, I think collectively as a, a team, as uh, the gaffer just said, they're certainly second half. The, the first half was pretty eachy peachy, but the second half we we did go on the front foot and we took control of the game. And 
there was only going to be one winner in my eyes but we, we just couldn't get that, that vital goal and that free kick at the end with we, we Hutz it was it was devastating it was Panucci I think wasn't it Gaffer mm. the, he, he Panucci got the winning goal yeah, yeah. could yeah, it help us sure. there's no home crowd tomorrow and therefore the referee will not be as influenced as he might have been it's true um, yeah these these can be big factors in these kind of games um, but but as I said the, you know the Serbians made some some noise after the one in the semi-final against Norway and that that uh, there's no way they'll lose um, words like that coming from Mitrovic so that's um, the, the team talk done and um, you know let's get right into them and see if we can do what we haven't done for a very very long time I, I think he's right you don't need a team talk mm-hmm. you, yeah. you know what's at stake yeah. you're in a final you're playing against let's be honest we did mention it earlier they are a class above the Serbians they've got decent players but what an opportunity for yeah. these guys and, and I love some yeah. of the noises that have been can, coming out of the squad as well I mean we, we we heard some some chat last night from the likes of Kenny McLean and, and Scott McKenna now these are guys who in all probability won't start tomorrow night but but they were sounding the rallying cry and it sounds Alec as if there's a really strong club feel to, to the national squad yeah that, that's uh, certainly when, when I came into the, the squad um, 10 years ago that was uppermost in my mind and, and going into any squad even if it's a club team you, you try and foster the team spirit thing you know and if you get everybody with, with great camaraderie in the dressing room, it, you, it's a starter for ten as well. Uh, but obviously, there's there's the organisation part, and the, you know, it's make, making as tough to beat as Stevie has done extremely well. And it's just about finding that you know that winning um, pointer as well with, with guys like McGinn that, that are on top form coming from midfield. Lyndon Dykes has, has been. Has made a difference. Uh, he's hold up play. It was very similar to Stephen Fletcher in the, the qualification games against Albania and Israel. And you know, guy who who can take us up the pitch. And, and that's I think that's what we really need. And that, that's where and that's where there's been this dramatic change, isn't it? Because we don't have to go very far back, as you know, Alec, where we were scraping around looking for for good centre backs. Uh, looking for a, a striker, looking for somebody to lead the line, uh, and it's in- incredible how quickly that situation has changed. Yeah, well, you know, when Dykes came on the scene, there was no doubt doubting in my mind that uh, that's that's one that <laughs> we could get. You know, when when he was making noises that they wanted to play for Scotland, and uh, I knew that the Australian manager would certainly be in there as well. Then it, it's brilliant that. That Stevie got him, secured him, and he's he's actually doing really well in England as well. As well. He's in a very very tough division, as Barry well knows in the the Championship. Ryan Fraser is a miss, obviously, because of his the the explosive qualities that he has in a game and the ability to get Scotland up the pitch. and And I guess there's a decision to be made about who fills that role closest to Dykes tomorrow, Alec. Uh, will it be Ryan Christie? Uh, will Stuart Armstrong be in the starting lineup? How do you feel about that? Well, watching um, you know Celtic obviously having some troubles over the past few weeks, and and then getting. Uh, a, a really good result, and you, you know when you see the influence that Christie's got in that Celtic team nowadays, then 
I, I think he's a really difficult one to uh, to leave out. Yeah. The odds such as his his thrust and his his energy and uh, you know he he came to Peru and Mexico for those two games and apparently he went back and said well when I, I was up against really strong guys great core core. Um, strength and stuff he says and, and he went into the gym when he went back and built himself up a wee bit and got really strong and, and that season onwards he's, he's been absolutely at some level How nerve-wracking nerve were these games Alec? The build-up to the Scotland playoff games was it, was it up there with the Celtic Rangers games? Oh it's I mean the big games of course um, we we had some trackers you know at Hamden and you know especially obviously the Italy game but you know the the other games as well. Ukraine was was a phenomenal atmosphere, and, and it just turned out a phenomenal uh, victory for us, and and uh, brilliant performance with great goals in it. And yeah, it's absolutely up there. But yeah, you know the the big thing is we don't have the, our own crowd behind us who would normally travel over in the thousands. But it, as as the guys have said, it could be in our favour with the Serbians not having any crowd at all. But you know these guys have made a lot of claims that they're going to make it after beating Norway. We, that was a bit of a shock result. But you know Mitrovic is a a big danger. Sergei Milinkovic Savic, I had a gang as a kid, and right, yeah. he, yeah, he's he's certainly one to watch as well. So he, he's got two good feet. Big lopey kind of runner, a bit like kind of Pogba style, but uh, absolutely terrific player. Yeah, I think we were all getting it quite excited, Alec, at the at the thought of some of them not making it to training camp when there was that doubt about them. But it seems as if uh, there is still a doubt about Kolarov because of his back injury. But uh, Milinkovic Savic, as you say, um, has made it. Milinkovic is there as well, Vlavic, and I think the only one, uh, the only the only key absentee is going to be Juricic of of the ones. So it's so it's pretty much going to be a full strength Serbian team, I think. Must I know uh, that that's what we were talking about that the other day, and that's, I said that last week that you know I, I don't want to be mean, but we we would rather uh, the Serbians were were without two or three good yeah. players. And then I saw that kind of, that that news at the weekend that perhaps the Italians won't be releasing or Italy won't be releasing the players and you know, due to COVID in in that country, but. It seems like, as you say, they're almost full strength and uh, what a game it should be. So, Alec, what do you think tomorrow night then? At 10 o'clock tomorrow, we'll be preparing for the Euro 2020s and 21? Well, we've all got to believe. And as you played that beautiful song at the beginning, that, that that's the one that makes us all proud and hopefully the team will do the same tomorrow night. And it'll be Let it's good, it's good. Ah, here we go again. Here, here we, we go. go. <laughs> Come on, Alec. Let's hear you, Alec. Oh no, listen, I'm too old. Have you not got the karaoke lyrics? Yeah, listen, I've, I've heard the gaffer sing, he can't he sing. No. Oh, really? I'll tell you what, he could play and he could manage. Oh, he can, uh, Come yeah. on, I can carry a tune. <laughs> <laughs> What were the tunes? <laughs> no, 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 we can't again. <laughs> Alex, Alex, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us in the Go Radio Football Show, Alex. And we'll speak to you again in the future. And I hope you really enjoy it tomorrow. Are you watching it at home then? You be- yes, definitely. I yeah, absolutely. And it's good. I mean, it's going to be emotional for all of us. But but I would imagine particular, <coughs> particularly for you, Alex, considering you were in at the start of the the campaign. You've been you've been very much part part of this. I know. It, 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 at the time, it was a bit of a whirlwind, but it seems so long ago now, and yeah. especially with 
as you can in uh, new qualification stage, you know, and and, and then we're still um, playing those games <laughs> that we were we were striving to get to. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's pretty bizarre, but um, let's let's hope we can get a fantastic result. Everybody's right behind the team and the country. Enjoy it. Cheers, okay, Alec. Okay, boys. Thank Cheers, you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Oh, I never talk like this no, one. No, no, Touch a run rig. Are you taking requests? <laughs> I'd, I'd like 500 miles by the proclaimers. Okay. This is at the end of parties when you're trying to get a hold of stragglers. Huh? <laughs> I'm taking a hymn now. <laughs> he was in great form, wasn't he? You call him the gaffer still. Yeah, listen, that's just that's just out of respect, Paul. He's, I mean, had a lot of good memories. Um, yep. Won good trophies. And just the, the, the disappointing one, as he mentioned, the Italy one, we were... Really close, but no, I've got a lot of time for him. He, he helped my game big time. 77 caps, Cup oh. Winners' Cup winner with Aberdeen, played with Fergie, played. You had to mention Genk there and yeah. the, the clubs that he's been with. Si? No, he's a top manager, yep. 100%. I think he was very successful doing South as well. He's well thought of doing there. Uh, just wanted to ask Barry, can you remember what his team talk was before that Italy game? Was it good? No, he, do you know what? Again, what you just mentioned there, see the big games, they, they sort of take care of yourself. And we, we had quite a few leaders on that team. So it was just a, a just basic. Obviously, put the team up. He, he maybe spoke for a minute or two, um, but we had real leaders in that. Who, who, were, the, who were the other leaders yeah. apart from you, Barry? Okay, Dan Fletcher. Yeah. Um, there was quite a number. I mean, it's not David just Weir, David, Stephen McManus. Yep. All they all they sort of guys, guys that were captains at, at other clubs as well. Um, it's a strong so, team. When, when you hear the names, it was yeah. a strong team, and we always get kind of labelled where. Um, after the Bertie Vogues era, Walter Smith came in, he made it really tough and strong and, and difficult to play against. And when Walter left, Alex took over and he just maintained the same thing. And he had a real good squad. And as I said, a, a lot of guys who knew the game inside out and a, a, a lot of proper leaders in that team. Did you always fancy yourselves going in any game? We, honestly, even going out, we, you look at that Atley team, top yep. team, yeah. we, we fancied ourselves. We knew if we kept them quiet and frustrated them. We had a game plan. How good have you heard the story with Barry with Stephen Thompson in Italy? Right, we're going to hear it hear just it after this. That one. <laughs> I knew you were going to get it. I love this story though. Josh and Loch, Lo- and Loch Lomond. You were asking for Loch Lomond and Scotty was asking for Caledonia. More of your requests coming next, including for Rob, 500 miles and your calls on 0808 17 17 700. It could only be the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. Wednesday night, Paul Cooney with Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson, Rob McLean. Tomorrow night in the studio with just moments to go until the big match. Rob will be here with Simon Donnelly and Chris Burke. So they're joining us on the show tomorrow night. 0808 17 17 700 and on the socials at Go Football Show. And uh, we're getting loads of people telling us the songs they want to hear. Cy, just before the news, you were going to tell us uh, about Stephen Thompson. Uh, so it was Italy was it the away game aye uh, is yeah. that the boy off the telly the boy off the big guy Stuart Qu- Kettlewell's double uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Qu- uh, you um, hate that <laughs> uh, so Scotland are playing Italy yeah. I think it's uh, quali- a, a friend or a qualifying game every single player gets on the pitch bar Stephen Thompson no. comes back to his room mm. absolutely devastated Fergie had played the game Stephen Thompson's nearly in tears lying on his bed Fergie jumps on his bed what's his words to Stephen Thompson what how good was that night? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Stephen Thompson's I'd, I'd unconsolable. Love to know, I'd love to know the answer you got yeah. as well. He just looked at me. He's like, 
what am I meant to say to that? <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, I've just no played. I've travelled here. I wanted to go to the and get a cap. I was like, oh, well. So not if it's not really speechless, is it? <laughs> Amazing, I love that. Did can, ask you a, can I ask yeah. you a question? So if you could pick one player that you've either interviewed Paul, Rob, you've commentated on, Barry's played okay. with. Yep. Scotland wise that you could put in at the team tomorrow night who would it be? That's a great question What a Thank question Whoa, Kenny, question. Kenny Douglas oh, just, yeah, that's just to unlock uh, something do you know Kenny special as he did against uh, Spain one of the great goals because remember early on people said you don't see as much from Kenny Douglas as you did in his Celtic and Liverpool days because he played with so many great players yeah. at Anfield but in Scotland then it, it, it came good for Kenny he was an amazing player a most capped player maybe Andy yeah. Robertson could so be Kenny. the same tomorrow night well let's hope so but James, I, I hear it. James McFadden yeah. yes yeah. a bit of Faddy Magic mm. would Big be good. Big player, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he always shows just, up just in these capable of, well, of that match-winning moment. Right, we need somebody in the right. Alan Hutton. Would you? Oh, put Alan yeah. Hutton in. Coming oh, up and down the right. Yeah. He was a machine, see, for six months. Yeah. People don't argue so many times with people. See, the six months before he went to Tottenham, he was unbelievable. How would you compare him and James Tavernier? Oh, great question. I think... Full of questions tonight, isn't mm-hmm. it? That is a very good question, Rob. Do you have, um, an, do you have an answer to it? Yeah. Have a think. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, have a think. Alan Hutton, for the simple fact that he's won trophies. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's a close one. And maybe come back in a year or two when you can assess his career. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing that's missing for, for Tavernier. Yeah. I, I think he's all-round games improved big time. I think he's been the best player in Scotland this year. The only thing that he needs to do is win a trophy as captain. Because Hutton was the same as Tavernier, though, didn't he? He went through a he went through a tough period of Rangers fans, well, didn't he? Yeah, very yeah. tough. He was getting criticised, and then he, he, he went away and worked really hard in pre-season, and he came back an absolute machine. Mm. And for six months leading up to that, that's why Tottenham played. Uh, sorry, paid the nine million pound for him. What, he was Scotland, unplayable. He was un, unplayable at times. Si. My Scotland player would have been Chris Willemer. <laughs> that's, 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 that's terrible. That, you one moment. Is, uh, the big man's my mate. He's fine. It's got to be you. Yeah. Then Kenny Douglas. You need yeah. somebody like that, don't you? So he Kenny Douglas, yeah. uh, James McFadden, and Chris Willemo. Uh-huh. Yeah, what a front three that is. Uh, and, and <laughs> Rob, who would be the manager? I mean, I'm not. You're saying people if they weren't. We're not taking away from. Is there someone you would bring in for the for the team talk? Stuart then? Baxter. <laughs> he used to be quoted to every, every job remember that I never met him I never saw him I don't know, you know. Where, where is he God knows. Who knows actually who would you put in for the team not the team talk the manager Stevie Clark Billy Conley yeah you imagine Billy coming yeah. in yeah. and giving it uh, he joined us before the one of the cup finals and uh, Davy Proven myself and Derek Johnson and Billy Conley was in the hotel uh, now the Marriott and he joined us yeah. and it was just hilarious before the, the cup final the other, yeah. the other person I'd have in for the team talking sadly he's passed recently is uh, Sir Sean Connery Sir Sean yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, you shouldn't you, need a team talk for a game like this no you should be right a up serious head on little uh, you, listen I would worry if the manager has to stand for 10 minutes and talk to the players to get them motivated yeah, the captain. I wouldn't be sleeping tonight. I wouldn't be. Really? Be to- what? You wouldn't sleep before the game? I'd be there? tossing and turning, um, up early, walking about, chatting to myself, and these are the games you want to play in. That's the, what an opportunity for these guys to get yeah. to a major finals. Twenty-two years. Yeah, and you hear them talking with such confidence, and I think that's down to the standard in the squad. You know, I think they've been training the last two days, and you see that they see the guys that they've got in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about these guys that play in the Italian league and the, the Dutch league, but the English league supposedly the best league in the world. Mm-hmm. And these guys, and they're just doing all right in it. They're flying. Flying. Yep. So we should be. I get the underdog tag, but we should have confidence yep. in ourselves that we can go and I, beat I, these I've players. I've got confidence myself. See them, this group yeah. of players. Mm. 
this manager and this group of yep. players I've got every confidence they can go and get a result L- let's hear I think about, they'll get it Here's the manager talking about the significance of tomorrow night When you go into every game it's obviously a message that you want to make sure that you, you leave everything out there on the pitch This game with the magnitude of the game is, is probably where I don't need to say that because the players will understand that if they come off the pitch with regrets they'll, they'll never forget that night so you go out there, you do your best, you give everything you can and hopefully the footballing gods give you a little bit of luck, smile on you a little bit and you get the right result. No fans, any difference? It's always a difficult one to, to gauge. You know, everyone would have said that we were at a disadvantage last month with Nota and Army in Hamden. Uh, we managed to win all three games. Maybe Serbia would have felt the pressure of the partisan crowd in the stadium. Maybe that would have worked against them, you never know. Maybe it would have worked for them, maybe it would have worked against them. Rob, you're commentating in all these matches. How much of a difference will, will it make, if anything? We're getting used to it, aren't we? You know, it's just, yeah. it's just the way it is. I mean, I think it's a crying shame the Tottenham Army aren't there because they're they're one big reason that we want this all to happen tomorrow night. It's it's to give the Tottenham Army uh, an excuse to travel to a major finals that that they certainly deserve for the support they've given the team over the years. But I mean, the, talking about the the quality that's not not on the pitch to start with from kickoff tomorrow night. I mean, it is. It's interesting. I mean, it's, we were just watching the the sky screen flashed up. Uh, um, a, a, a possible team for tomorrow night yeah. uh, Liam Cooper and mm-hmm. the Leeds United captain think how well they've started the season in the English Premier League and, and think how much of a part of it he's been uh, Stuart Armstrong of Southampton they were at one point leading the English Premier League at the weekend uh, he may not start either so th- you're right, Simon. There's there's a there, there is real quality about the squad, and there are going to be a lot of good players who don't start tomorrow night. Yeah, I think these guys it helps. They're all working with top managers as well, mm-hmm. so you take that on at the pitch with you. You know, when you get faced with certain situations on a pitch, you're not relying on Stevie Clark at the side because you're working with these top guys day in day out. You know what to do in certain situations, and I think that also helps massively uh, in around the squad. You know, their habits off the pitch working with these top managers. So I think it's a great squad at, at the minute. That this tells you how good the squad is because. We're unsure of what team he's going to go with. Yeah. It shows you the quality and the, the strength and depth that that we've got. And I just listen to Stevie Clark there. It's perfect. Leave everything out there. You don't want to come in with any regrets. You don't want to come in and look yourself in the mirror and think, oh, maybe I could have done a bit better. Go out and listen. It's a one-off game. Go for it. But knowing these players, I know meeting quite a lot of them from time to time. They are confident boys. I think we've seen that in the way they talk. But the inner belief that these guys have got in themselves now I think it's the, it's the most confident squad Scotland have had in years None more so than the captain who we're mentioning managers is there anyone better in England than Jurgen Klopp Andy Robertson has been speaking about the squad mentality A lot of the lads I've played in I've played in playoff finals and I know how much pressure that is and John McGinn scores for scores for Villa in it I've seen Cal McGregor I've seen Kieran Tierney I've seen Ryan Jack playing in Europe at the highest level and Scott McTominay putting in unbelievable performances against PSG and things like that so and then all the other lads you know Kenny McLean got promoted with Norwich and so you know there's a whole list of lads that when the big occasion comes they don't shy away from it Si, top players, top teams and top managers Yeah, I get that but, uh, You know, the two areas for me that would be a worry that I haven't yep. played in top games would be your centre half if it's going to be Declan Gallagher or McKenna and then your centre forward in Lyndon Dykes As I've always said, you can be as good as you want for box to box but in the two boxes is in these big games where it matters and that would be my slight concern is that the, the two ends of the pitch that we've no got guys that have played in big games Barry, you threw that down as a thought at the start of the programme Have you had a rethink? No, no, no. I, I've got every confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need to look who's beside him. If Declan yeah. Gallagher does play, he's got the experience beside him. Lyndon Dykes, I, I just like the way the guy goes about his business. You listen to him 
speak when he first came into the squad. He's got confidence in his own ability. I know he's not playing at the highest level, but I think he he could be a real nuisance for the Serbians. Physically strong, but see, technically on the ground, he's decent. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. So he, I would have no problems with the two guys. No, and and he just grasps every challenge that's put in front of him, and he's making. Uh, spectacular progress London Dykes when you consider Queen of the South and Livingston Queen's Park Rangers Scotland scoring goals leading the line holding the ball up not making many mistakes in a yeah. game I mean his confidence is, is going through the roof yeah he doesn't seem the type that would be nervous mm. and by the way this could be a massive turning point in Scottish football wouldn't it mm. if we could go and qualify with players at a good age you know the pressure's off of having to qualify you can then maybe go and see a different style of football where we can go and play a bit more so it's a massive night for Scotland yeah, you, you look at the age of that squad this is a squad that can be together for yeah. the next 5-10 years the way Wales and that have done yeah, as well and yeah. it's going to grow and uh, the more they, they win games the confidence grows and if they win tomorrow night I mean the confidence will go through Oof. the roof if we win tomorrow night by the way you'll need to get Craig oh. or someone in the morning because I'll be on one yeah. all weekend are you suggesting he's a stand-in <laughs> <laughs> no I'll get all day in actually all day, all day can come in instead of me so what about up front we mentioned just a moment ago Lyndon Dykes and he's talking about Lee Griffiths yeah obviously he's a talented player and he's done really well for, for Celtic for a number of years and everyone knows he's a great finisher as well so um, yeah obviously I think we could do great together I think we've got a lot of strikers in the squad but just what what the manager would want to do and it's really up to him and then we'll see from see what, from what happens there he's Off kind the of like your joker card isn't he Lee Griffiths yep. as I've said before I would start him I, know I was saying earlier in the show my worry would be if we go one down but then if, you, if we go one down I'd, I'd hope to see Stevie Clark play the both of them together I've just said Barry made a great point off here and I'm going to steal it off him you know we might not get a lot of chances in this game if you do get one chance the one guy in that squad mm-hmm. you want to end it is Lee Griffiths which is why I'd be tempted to start him um, obviously I think he will go with Dykes and I just hope that if we do go one down it's not a like for like replacing and stick Griffiths on for Dykes I would like to see us go if we go one down can we get Griffiths on even at half time you know because we need to score a goal early if yeah, we go one down it might be one of these games that you only get one opportunity mm. and the first guy you want it to fault is Lee Griffiths because look I keep saying it and I've, I, I, I'll continue to say it he's the best finisher we've got he's the best striker we've got um, just the only issue we've got is he's not playing enough minutes on the pitch but a lot of people are saying he's not fit enough he's training every day now mm-hmm. he must be he must be near it but it's great to have him back in the squad I'm delighted to see him back in the squad can I just say see if, he, see if Steve Clark has seen him this week and thinks he is fit enough to play a game would, would he start I would him? play him but do you think Steve Clark would? No, I, I think the, the day the squad was named Stevie Clark gave us a window into his thinking mm-hmm. because the very mention of Lee Griffiths what, what went along with the mention of substitute and the fact that he's on the bench right, he and, said he could come off, didn't he? and he could come off the bench then what, if, what if Lee Griffiths is absolute yeah, flying in training he's popping goals in left right and centre which yeah. I would imagine he would be doing yeah. anyway yeah. Then well, he turned, he, and he turned up as well. I mean, he, he didn't have to turn up on the yep. first first morning, but but he did, you know, because he, you know, he had he shows fe- he's he desperate. Rob. Yeah, absolutely. He shows he's and, desperate you know, to as, show. you, as you would hope and imagine he would be, but but he's in there looking really sharp. So is that a maybe's eye? I, 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 I just I, I mean I, I would love to see Lee Griffiths slapping a left footer into the top corner in Serbia tomorrow night but but for me it's going to be off the bench I, I don't see any I, chance of him starting I agree with you Rob I, I would love to see it happening but I don't think it's no. going to happen but he's, you've got to put him on at some stage 
If it's, uh, it's not, that not, squeaky not, bum not, time. Listen, not for three up. Uh, <laughs> the last 20 <laughs> minutes, he'll not be coming on at that but stage. He's a big game player as well, and he relishes these games. You see him against, he likes being that main guy. He His thinking in tonight, Lee Griffiths, is I'll be the guy that gets Scotland. Oh, I know, and that is exactly how he'll be thinking. Uh, he's cocky, but I like, like I it. Like exactly. That. That's what we need. We need cocky players, and we've got one in, like, I think, Lyndon yeah. Dykes is like yeah. that. He mm. believes that he's a top player yeah we were speaking we, about that with Craig Moore last night because it's the Australian in him you know, I love, I love know, seeing that, that, that player comes from, through I love seeing it yeah. but should, also with sorry Griffiths sorry about it we need more of that yeah. also with Griffiths you know your, your opportunities might come for set pieces yeah. he's got the best delivery in the squad as well mm-hmm. you know you're thinking corners if you've, if you've got Gallagher and, and the likes of McTominay and the team a lot of Scotland's chances come for set pieces the best delivery for me comes for Lee Griffiths as well there you go, Rob. Here we go, yep. the choir ready. Oh yeah. Now, now you're talking. You see, I'm not. A, I'm not a great flyer of Scotland man. I like the driving beat. Yeah. I like. I like this. You need a bit of beat. Yeah. Oh, I, like that. I would be playing different music if I was in the dressing room, right enough. What would you have on? Stevie Lennon. Uh-huh. Stevie Lennon in the mix. Stevie Lennon in the mix. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. and the gang. Wednesday night, 24 hours to go to the big match. And we've got some games tonight in Scotland in the Betfred Cup. Stranraer against Hamilton Ackies. Uh, we've got Airdrie against Edinburgh City. And it's the Renfrewshire Derby, St Mirren against Morton. That could be a tough one for Brian Rice down at Stranraer tonight. For, oh. Yep. Yeah, it's a, a horrible it's journey. A, yeah, but it's a, a horrible journey, as I said, and it's it's a tough place to go. He, he needs to get a whatever way he gets it. He just needs to get a win because a lot of the Hamilton fans weren't happy. As, as I said on Monday, I, I felt for him at the side of the pitch um, when the fifth goal was going in, the sixth goal was going in. So what did they play, Barry? Was it three five two? A five three two. See, to be honest with you, he made a great comment after the after the game, side that he he set a plan to go and play mm. and after about 20 minutes the plan went out the window players were running out of position that, that's no ideal as a manager so I felt for him but do you know what fair play to him he came out and spoke to the press mm. and then when we went back to the um, Hamilton Stadium on the bus the fans were there um, getting well, a, bit, right, idea, getting a bit of pelters but he went out and spoke to the fans yeah. so fair play to Brian Rice for that CV said to Brian Rice at the weekend where is the worst place yeah. you could possibly oh. be going to try and bounce back from this result I tell you what Stranraer would have been up there no. Stranraer is yeah. a difficult isn't place it? it is a very difficult the pitch will not be great it's just an awkward yeah. game isn't uh-huh. it in, a, yeah. in, a, in an awkward sort of place night yeah. as well yeah. Stranraer will be in their faces they will they'll be they'll not give them a minute Brian Rice's team will want to go down there and pass the ball and it won't happen no. it will not happen you'll need to come up by a new way of playing to try and beat Stranraer one more Scotland song yeah. yes go for it and then we'll get predictions from you. Yes, that's the one. Is this Frankie Miller? Yes, that's yeah. Frankie yeah. Boy. The time. Caledonia, you calling me. This has been on. Is it not? Yeah, no, I'm not a version. Is this your better, better version? Yeah. She became a stranger. <laughs> that's the one that really shows off my range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been everything I've ever had. Oh, magnificent That was magnificent yeah. Surprise that. myself That's great Cy Ferry That was the voice of Cy Ferry Rob McLean Barry Ferguson Paul Cooney It wasn't us That was brilliant Okay we... Predictions for tomorrow night Let's hear wow. Yeah 
we'll because uh, it's they're such a tough team we're up against and and you've said it all night and also we haven't had your actual selection have we si? I know I know you kind of gave us it have you changed your mind in the last two hours about what you might go for is this what I would go for yeah, or what I think Steve yeah. would... what you think he'll play now no I think he'll go with what the boys That's are what saying guys are yeah but what, yeah. what about what you what well, do you want to see what I would, would yeah I would I would play McTominay McKenna, McKenna. Tierney Ryan yeah. Jack McGinn Armstrong McGregor um Robertson left and Christie off of yep. uh, Dykes. Mm-hmm. I know we're putting Ryan Jack in there, but I just think against these top teams, when you win the ball back, it's so important to keep possession. I think Ryan Jack, I think he defends well. I don't think he'd get beat one v one. And in possession, I think he would. He, he would. Um, he'd be more composed than Stephen O'Donnell if, I, if I'm if I'm going on that. Yeah, I mean they'll have a lot of the ball. When we have it, we need to keep it. And and Ryan Jack would be a big plus yeah. in that regard. I'm just not sure he fits into that shape of team for, for Stevie we just like Stephen O'Donnell's going to bomb forward to that no. tomorrow is it? he's going to be pinned back yeah we just need to go there and frustrate them that, yeah. that is yeah. the key frustrate them for the first 60-70 minutes Yeah, and just I think we can do that I think the way that Stevie Clark goes about his business the way he sets up he set up his, um, his teams I think I think he'll do it Wow! I honestly Ex- do. Does extra Tardis time. Play for yeah, extra time. I think yeah. Scotland will win the extra time. I think they'll extra, score. Yeah. No pen. There won't be a pen. There was a new Central Park last night. Yeah. No. Not 114 no. minutes. Yeah. They'll score. All right. Okay. Oh, do you right. think they'll score an extra time? Uh, yes. Right. Because it would be penalties, wouldn't it? If it goes to 120, yeah. would let's hope not penalties. There. But we had decent at penalties. Remember our last ah. game. Oh, good point. Well, I thought you meant yeah, Peter yeah. Head. Yeah. No, I have. Uh-huh. Yeah, actually, we've got a good record. But Big Marsh is no bad at saving them, and the boys fancy the boys to win a penalty shoot. And Marsh, there's a bit of a, people were saying, oh, Craig Gordon, who did play so well for Hearts, you know, there's a kind of a groundswell of opinion for him, but it's got to be David Marshall. I know he didn't have his best game today at the weekend, but Marshall has been so good for Scotland recently. No, I think Marshall's been probably Scotland's best player the last yeah. six games. Yeah. You know, we, there's games that he's actually won us the game, isn't there? Was yeah. he Czech, Czech Republic away? Yeah, we, yeah. Kenny McLean was on the, uh, well, there was a clip of Kenny McLean on the show last night, mm. um, and he was raving, uh, raving about mm. David Marshall. And, you know, he, he, I mean, I, I think he went too far, and he said, Marsh is the main reason we are where we are. I'm, I'm, I think I think it's much more of a team thing than that but his point was not just in the shootout when David Marshall made that crucial save but in so many games he's been one position in the team we've had no concerns about he's been different class for me so I, I don't see any reason why the, the manager wouldn't play him look Craig Gordon's back to fine form with Hearts but for me Marshall starts a game Cause I, the results we've been getting the way we've been playing a lot of that's down to Marshall I think to be honest with you, he's been excellent since he came back into the squad, and you know it really gives you that confidence at the back. You know, I'm sure the defenders will will tell you more than me. But if you build your foundations on, you know, a good back four, good goalkeeper, clean sheets, which we've been getting recently, then it it gives the front players, you know, more they can express themselves a bit more, and that's what's been happening. And you know that momentum's just gathering, and we find ourselves in a good place and with a good opportunity. Kenny McLean, as Rob mentioned, let's hope it doesn't get to penalties. But I know exactly. He yeah. speaks really well, doesn't he, Kenny McLean? Yeah. And 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 you know. We, we heard more from him last night and really positive noises and you know again he's a squad guy you know he, he's well able to step in but but he won't be in from the he won't be in the starting lineup tomorrow night but he embraces that whole that whole squad feeling and he, and he certainly embraces the confidence that the players have in, in David Marshall yeah but that's the feeling you get for the squad even the guys that you're saying are not going to be playing mm-hmm. they're right up for it they're, they're a real togetherness that's what Stevie Clark's built since he's come in it's took a bit of time but Look, for me, Ma- Ma- Marshall starts. I don't think they sure. Yep. Craig Gordon, you know, as I keep saying, he is a quality goalkeeper, but David Marshall's been excellent. And I don't think MD should think of what happened at the weekend. Listen, goalkeepers make mistakes. Outfield player 
uh, players make mistakes. So, Gordon Marshall, uh, Gordon Marshall, David Marshall. <laughs> oh, yeah, Remember Gordon, Gordon Marshall? Be about five 0 Serbia, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's up at Aberdeen, isn't he? He's a yes, really good lad. Right, yeah. Kenny McLean so, speaking there also, Paul, isn't he about about a settled team, a yeah. settled squad, and 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 that also just makes you think change will be kept to an absolute minimum by Stevie Clark because he, he wants continuity yeah, doesn't he be, because it's that continuity that's given us results we've said this every week a team that's a couple of continuity does well at once a team that's chopped and changed all the time struggles as we've seen with Celtic this year um, on uh, the squad John Fleck was Sheffield United's best player that finished 6th in the Premier League last year he can't get in the team Scott McTominay plays centre midfield for Man United every week he can't get in the Scotland team in midfield so that tells you everything about this squad it's got quality through it but now is the time where these guys we know they've got the quality they can do it it's about getting that belief and stepping up and actually going and finishing the job now they've got the belief but yeah. I, I see a real belief in their squad there's a confidence there's no an overconfidence so I think they're going over here knowing that they can get a result and that, that's a great thing to have to go into a game you look through their squad they, they've got big players who are playing at big clubs and they're top players but I, I keep going back to it look at your squad mm-hmm. I believe in time this is a, going to be a real top Scotland team so Barry they flew into Belgrade this evening what's the rhythm for the players tomorrow then what's the routine in a match 7.45 in the evening it's the qualifier what's the day They'll probably train at the stadium tonight just to get a feeling of the surface and the, the surroundings and then you'll go back and you'll have your your dinner and then it's bed, relax, get up in the morning, bit of breakfast, go a wee stroll and then some play, all players are different. Guys will like to go for a sleep um, guys will just sit up and and do whatever they want to do. Um, Did I, you do I, for that? Did you go for night a nap? Night games horrible or yeah. terrible at that. Uh, yeah. If you should go for a nap. Yeah, yeah. I, I always felt if I got like a, a power nap I felt better for the game yeah. sometimes where things are just going through your head like I was always tossing and turning because um, there's that excitement as well because this yeah. is what you want to do as a footballer you want to play in big games and this is a, a final this is an opportunity to take your country where we've not been for 22 years so there'll be a lot in, there'll be nerves as well it's good I always liked having the nerves before the game yeah. All every single game I was nervous here's no a question has Stevie Clark picked his team already? yes know his team? yes, yes. Do you, you think, think so? Yeah, we, I think you will. Yeah, you need to has, know now. Yeah. Yeah. One, player, one player we haven't mentioned uh, tonight really is Callum McGregor. And I was just thinking there how um, beneficial it is for Scotland that he has had a, a, got a really good game for Celtic under his belt, having come through that shaky spell um, and having played a bit further forward at Fir Park against Mullawal on Sunday and, and been a whole lot a whole lot better he'll be feeling a lot better about himself going into this and I think that's why my theory will go out the window and Ryan Jack will play next to him because I think he's better when he's got a defensive midfielder next to him as in Scott Brown on, on Sunday yeah. um, and that's why Ryan I think they've worked well I think that the last two games under Stevie Clark I was quite critical of both of them I didn't think they were getting Stevie Clark's style of play. The last two games, I started to see Ryan Jack and Callum McGregor adapt to Stevie Clark's style of play. So to split that partnership up would be crazy and that is why I'll never be a manager. That was Callum McGregor (laughs) and Sunday at Fir Park. Yeah. Yeah. That's his best. Driving with the ball, yeah. Getting, going and closing people down. If the central midfielder's playing it back to the middle centre half, he's carrying on that. that, He was full of energy and that's that's the Callum McGregor we need tomorrow night. And... I think that's the reason why Ryan Jack will just sit in there and be a pivot for them and he can then go pick and choose when he wants to go forward I like him I prefer him and I think if you ask the vast majority of Celtic fans 
That's when he's at his best. And I also think so. that's why Christie will play ahead of Armstrong. I think he's better off the ball than what Armstrong is. I've said on your Steve Clark's massive on organisation and, and your shape off yeah. the ball. I think Christie's better at getting the ball back in that number ten position than what Stuart Armstrong. And who do we hear on the pitch? Who are the voices in the team? Oh. Well, I mean, I was, I was just thinking there about Andy Roberts, and I just, I mean, we there, there's so much more to come from from players in that Scotland team. Andy Robertson's one of them. We don't, we haven't really seen mm. his Liverpool form for Scotland in recent times. I mean, what an inspiring night it is for him. Mm. Could he be? Will he be the Scotland captain who takes us back to a major finals in the history what, books? Yeah, absolutely. What a chance for him. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Who who on the pitch is the, the voice yeah. that you hear? It should be the captain, probably. Yeah. I think he is vocal. Yeah. I watched that game against Man City on su- Sunday. I thought he was the best player on the pitch, Andy Robertson. Yeah. I heard Klopp going up to him after the game saying, uh, outstanding or something he said to him. So, what, I mean, what a way to go into a game like this. Were you, lip, were you lip reading? Lip reading yeah. in German. Yeah. Eh? But yeah. What a way to go into yeah. and that. But yeah. they're all like that. Everyone's on form in the squad. I think Andy Robertson is a talker. When I hear him in that Liverpool team, I can hear him talking quite a lot. I think and- Andy Robertson is a leader. So what's your scoreline tomorrow night, Si? Oh, dear me. Oh, I know it doesn't matter as long as I think I'll finish 1-1 one, one uh, after 90 minutes whatever right. happens after that I don't know mm-hmm. I'll go Scotland winning on penalties there you go OK extra time Scotland will get the um, 112th minute 14th 114th minute hey, who's the scorer? scorer Yeah, I don't care <laughs> <laughs> anybody is, is he on the team sheet Rob I don't <laughs> care I'll just check Rob what do you reckon I, I'm going for Scotland to score in the first half yep. and then hold on just be Impossible to break down. It'll be another win, one nil for Stevie Clark, and John McGinn will get the goal. Wow! And yeah. let's hope we, you know we'll, we'll all See, be. I, I'm not just yeah. saying this for the sake. Yeah. I, I do believe yeah. that we, we are going to go here and get a result. Brilliant. That, that's the feeling I get mm-hmm. from listening to the manager, listening to the players, and the way that we've progressed since he's come in. See, gradually you watch each game, we've got better. Yeah, yeah. we were really, true. really, really defensive to start with, and then you can see each game that we're starting to motor a wee bit. So, and they're getting used. To, they're getting used. Every can the score first. Every can score first. If there's one team that can keep it one 0 it's the Scotland team. Mm. So, okay. an early goal would be. But they are up against a quality side. Yeah, we're, can you believe we're out of time? But nah. but, but before you go. Picked well, that version, man. That's the one version ever. Shall we run rig then, shall That's we? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Paul Cooney mix. <laughs> DJ Paul, DJ Cooney. <laughs> Steve will be on tomorrow, what? not Friday night. Good luck to Scotland. Rob will be on 5 to 7 tomorrow night. The Go Radio for Paul Joshua. Come on, the lads. Barry, 114 minutes. We'll look out for it. Sigh with penalties. Rob, you think we're going to do it? Yep. John McGinn 1-0 What are you thinking Paul? Come on I think we're going to do it Yep What's the score? In extra time 2-1 Scotland That's what I think Thanks very much to everyone who called in and listened We're back tomorrow at 5 The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go